This is Future Diaries, a podcast from the future. From the future. Welcome to Future Diaries, the podcast that transcends space and time. I'm Antonis. And I'm Mike, and we'll be your hosts. In the previous episode, we discussed a few features of the intertemporal communications technologies which we're using to broadcast this podcast into your universe. We also listened to a story from my fifth great-grandfather's diary from 2030. I was very excited to share the story with you, as I felt quite connected to my ancestor, even though I only discovered him thanks to glider school and that assignment they had me do. Yes, and it was such a great story. Yeah, I thought so too. But I'm also excited to hear your story today. As I understand, you also discovered this diary entry thanks to an assignment from glider school. Is that right? Exactly. It never ceases to amaze me how all this information and communications technology we're so used to taking for granted allows us to access hard-earned knowledge from centuries ago in seconds and can enable us to profoundly connect with people worlds apart almost instantly. I wonder if that's the same for the people listening to us now from whatever universe you may come from. Anyway, on to my story. So, this is a diary entry from 2058 Earth in the 75 He Y universe. Similar to your experience, I was tasked to do some research in order to find a personal story from the past. Only in my case, I was supposed to actually find a story from myself, but from a different timeline or a different universe. Oh, wow. What a mind-boggling task. That must have had quite an effect on you. Let's just say that um, I had to take some me time for a while afterwards. No kidding. It didn't help that this is such a bleak story either, or that the captivator did a really good job transmitting the author's emotions together with her thoughts. Oh, wait, should we explain the captivator? I'm pretty sure that's old technology, but perhaps it's a good idea to summarize it, just in case this transmission ends up in a very different universe. So, as we've explained before... Intertemporal communications technology allows us to connect with people throughout the multiverse. Depending on how close the technologies are on each end, we may have either one-sided signals transmitted or a two-way communication like the two of us are achieving as we're speaking to each other right now, since our universes are so close. You're probably receiving the recording of our discussion as the former, which is similar to the type of communication we use to fetch the diary entries of the stories we share as a simulated voice recording, a result of thought-to-speech technology. In order to enhance our comprehension of the transmitted signal, the multiversal unique sentiments intertemporal captivator was invented, or in short, captivator, which captures and translates the emotions of the original author at the time the story was being written in the diary into what I believe has been called the universal language of humankind throughout our history. Music. That's right. I'm sure the listeners will grasp the emotions of the author, Thanks to the captivator. But back to your story? Ah, yes, we digress again. Anyway, I discovered this emotionally charged story of myself from another universe, and it left quite an impression on me. You see, in that universe, at one point in time, they realized that the way they were producing and consuming things, moving around, feeding themselves, producing the energy required to run the technology they were using, and many of the activities they had become accustomed to, it was all causing such drastic changes to the ecosystem they were living in that if they kept it up, it would cause an existential threat to them. It would just be impossible to adapt fast enough. Then what did they do? 
Too little, too late, apparently. Most of them didn't take it seriously enough to do something about it until, well, let's just say that since they didn't decide to change enough of their ways in enough time, a different, much more severe type of change was forced upon them. And it caused an avalanche of many more changes, from their natural ecosystem to their social one. In the end, they had to move. Move where? The author of this story, well, I, moved to an enclosed, self-sustained colony they built where the Siberian permafrost used to be on Earth. There were several others from what I gathered. Okay, I'm really curious to hear about life in this colony. So was I. Shall we give it a listen then? Let's roll. Dear Diary, I am bored. Every day kind of feels the same here. It's been 23 years since we've destroyed our environment. That's what we called it back then, not realizing we're part of it. Whatever it was, I, uh, I used to paint as a kid. I've been trying to paint in my lonely time here as well, but there's nothing to see so I can paint it and I've run out of ideas in my head. All I see outside is this rustic colored ground, like on the games about terraforming Mars I used to play back then. Yet, I'm still on Earth. How did this happen? Well, anyway, I, I wish it didn't, but it's too late now and I'm tired of complaining as well. Everyone thought that our biggest problems would be where do we get our energy from, how do we produce food, but no. It's this freaking boredom. Staying in this high-tech colonies on what used to be uninhabited frozen mountains, after everything melted away, one can easily run out of walls to bump into. I can't of course go outside, otherwise I'll burn to death in minutes. But right now I'm actually wondering if, if that's worse than having nothing to do all day than survive for the sake of surviving. I don't even know who I am anymore. I'm just a sack of meat moving around from wall to wall, wondering what's the meaning of life. I know the world doesn't revolve around me, like my mom used to say, but these walls certainly do. There's nothing else to revolve anyway. Writing these thoughts down is sometimes the only thing that keeps me going. And who am I writing it for? Myself and the next sentient sack of meat that will be reading. Bored by existing just to keep on existing. Till tomorrow, dear diary. That was different than I expected. <laughs> you and I both, my friend. Why do you think he... Well, you 
felt the need to write the story if it was the same story every day, as I understand was the case. I think it was a way to vent, to let that mental burden out in one way so it wouldn't come out in another, more harmful way. I'm not quite sure how much the different life this version of myself has lived in that universe has resulted in a different way for my personality to evolve or a different perception of myself and what I need to be happy. But judging from the lines in this story, as well as the many others I've encountered while studying him, him, me, whatever, a need for genuine connection, as well as a need for a frequent change of environment or experiences, is quite prevalent. If any of the two are cut off for a long period of time, it's very easy to feel depressed and lose my sense of purpose. So if this version of myself has faced that, I completely understand why he feels that way and why he needed to let it out. Yeah, I hear you. I also find it sad that we have these technologies that allow us to connect with other universes and see different worlds, but he doesn't. They provide us one more way to have that frequent change of environment or experiences you mentioned, only at a much wider range of possibilities. Imagine how many more things to pain he'd have. But to be fair, they do have advanced technologies to connect with the different colonies. And it's this kind of technology that, in our universe, has evolved into the intertemporal communications technology we're using now. At the rate they're going, they're only a century away from that. And less than a century after they realized how they affect their ecosystem, yet they didn't take action to prevent such a future from happening. What's the use of having such advanced technology if you don't use it to prevent a crisis? I really can't fathom why they didn't do anything for such a long time until it was too late, even though they knew. I also struggle to understand that. I do understand that societies are reluctant to accept big changes, though, especially when their current system seems to be working better than the previous one. Until, of course, it doesn't. But by then, you're already used to it, so changing it would mean changing you. So, of course, you don't want that. Until change is forced upon you, because the conditions that made the previous system work are no longer in place. And then you have no choice other than to accept change when it is worse than if you've taken action earlier. This vicious cycle has never helped human progress, but it's quite common nonetheless among many universes. The irony is that in their universe, they have reached a point where their technology allows them access to vast amounts of information, and they've even educated at least a couple of generations at a level high enough to comprehend that knowledge. So it's definitely not that I don't know. But I think many people wanted to make better choices and somehow couldn't. How is this possible? That's the part I really struggle with. It seems that they've tried to organize managing the finite natural resources of Earth by inventing a system of tokens. Those tokens were required to access the things that they were making with those resources, which are also finite. Eventually, they seem to care more about perpetually growing the number of these exchanges just for the sake of it, rather than being concerned about the material consequences of all these exchanges. Yeah, I also don't understand this system. I'm glad we have a better one in our universe. But hey, what do you think is the most valuable lesson you learned from yourself in that universe? Well, like in the story you shared last time, that the need for connection is universal. But in my case that this need for connection also applies on the inside. For example, this iteration of myself wanted to paint, but the collective choices of people like him made it impossible to make even that choice in the end. Being aware of what makes you happy and being given the resources to do it is really important for progress, both personal and societal. A society is made of individuals after all, so if we empower them to practice what fulfills them, they will have more opportunities to move society forward. <laughs> 
or at least prevent the catastrophes they collectively have the resources to. This could be the real value of education if we choose it to be. I think that's a great thought to end on. Wow, these diaries make for quite some messages, don't they? If you have enjoyed our show, please subscribe to Future Diaries on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are distributed in your universe. You can also visit our website at futurediaries.show, where you can find additional content about us and the universes we come from, as well as subscribe to our newsletter and find other ways to support the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Antonis. And we'll talk to you... In the future. Thank you.